You're welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Isaiah chapter 60. I read verse 1. Are we there? It says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Today I want to just share something briefly with you. We're going to use to pray. I just titled it After the Lights. Hallelujah. Believers need to understand the principle of success for the child of God. Some time ago, I was teaching on the different types of works. I think I, that teaching started from um, Faith Faith Seminar in Yenegua. And uh, I was talking about how the Bible said that, for example, the scripture said, For by grace are ye saved. I'm quoting Ephesians 2.8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Then the same Bible in James chapter 2 now said, Faith without works is dead, being alone. One said, We are saved without works. Another one is talking about how works is required to make our faith perfect. Or rather, how works makes our faith alive. Hallelujah. Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead, being alone. Meaning that faith requires works. Then another scripture is saying, you are saved without works. And it seems to be contradicting itself. So I was talking about the three types of works talked about in the Bible. And the first type of works, the one talked about in Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. The next verse, 9. It now says, Not of works, 
lest any man should boast. This type of works talked about here is talking about works as a result of human efforts, self efforts. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I just said? Human efforts. He's saying that we are not saved by our human efforts. We are not saved by what we did. So that's the first type of works. Human efforts. The type of works talked about in James 1.27 we just read, or we just saw, is a different type of work. Here he now said, even so, if even so, faith, if it had not worked, is dead being alone. Please give me from verse 25. Let me, from verse 15, sorry, let me go down. Sorry, 16. No, let me read 17 and 18. There's this particular scripture I'm looking for. Even so, if faith, if it had not worked, is dead being alone. Give me verse 18. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith with thy works, and I will show you, show thee my faith. By my works. Keep going down. There's a verse I'm looking for. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou believest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Down. Good. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. Here, he's not talking about human efforts. He's talking about what Bible scholars have come to term as corresponding action. Hallelujah. Corresponding action. Everybody say corresponding action. So this is the second type of works. This is the one that is allowed. Amen. I will explain the difference in a short while. Then the third type of works is what the Bible was saying in Hebrews chapter 6. Um, you can put up verse 10. He said, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. The work here now is a labor of love. That's the third type of work is service. Everybody say service. So I'll go again. There are three types of works stated in the Bible. The first type is human effort. And God says we shouldn't do that one. The second type is corresponding action. And the third type is labor or service. For example, you come and clean the church and arrange a place so that others can have service. It's a work. And God doesn't forget it. Amen. Service. Alright. Now but today I'm not teaching on service. I just want to explain the difference between human efforts and corresponding action. Hallelujah. So that we can connect with Isaiah 60. Human effort is what most of us know and we do. Here you see a Christian that says, ah, this year my business must move forward. Then he starts saying, what will I do if my business move forward? Ah, okay, no. Ah, I wake up early by 6 o'clock in the morning. He wakes up early, he carries his things, goes to the shop, stays longer. Before he used to um, go to the shop by 9 o'clock, and then he closes by 4. But now he says, no, my shop will be open by 7 a.m. And I will close by 7 p.m. I'm going to put in 12 hours. And then he starts getting sick. He starts having migraine. He starts having pains that he didn't have before. And then after two weeks of going to work by 7 o'clock and closing by 7 p.m., he now is admitted for two weeks. Amen. And then the business is worse than when he was even doing seven or eight hours. 
Hello. Why did he have that result? Because it was human effort. Amen. Amen. A student will just say, ah, oh, um, my mates read three hours. I've been reading three hours. Now, from this tomorrow, I'll start reading for six hours. And then, he's just, he's just a decision. He's a Christian. He starts reading for six hours. And discovers that, now that he's reading for six hours, is when he's not even understanding what he's reading. The time he was reading for three hours, he was understanding better. Hallelujah. It only shows that it's human effort. A wife is trying to impress her husband. And then she says, Okay, I know what, I know what now. Before, maybe, I was not giving him breakfast, lunch and dinner. Now, make sure that I will give him breakfast, lunch and dinner. So that he will not be... uh, Unfaithful to me, so that he will now be faithful. Before you are giving him only breakfast, you now started. In the morning, you package food for him. After you go and give him food in the office, in the evening, you make sure that he eats his meal. Then he now had a new girlfriend. See, you begin to wonder. You understand? Why did thing I did did not produce results? Amen. Because it's human effort. Praise God. Now I'm explaining it in different ways so that it, it will affect. Um, everyone can relate to what I'm saying. You are trying to save money. You set a target for yourself. You say, ah, at the end of this year now, I must have so so amount of money in my account. Last year, you were saving 5% of your income. This year, you started saving 20% of your income. But at the end of the year, you saved less than what you saved. When you are saving 5% of your income. Amen. Human efforts. The word of God does not encourage the believer. To embark on something. And is depending solely on his ability. That's what um, Proverbs 3 was talking about. I I believe from verse 5. My emphasis will be verse Six, seven. Just give it to me. Yeah. Now I say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. Now, by the time, human effort is a proof that you are leaning on your understanding. Amen. Human effort, that effort is an expression of depending on yourself. It's not just to do this, it's not just to do this, then this will happen. Then you just do this and you just do that. No, that was why God didn't want David in the Old Testament to number the children of Israel. It's not like it's a sin to count how many soldiers you have. But God didn't want, he said to David, he said, don't number the, your, your armies. Because other countries and other nations used to boast and say, we have 10,000 men. We have 5,000 foot soldiers. We have um, 300 um, uh, chariots and so on and so forth. He said, you don't number them. So that when you win a war or you are going for a war, you know that you are not going to win the war by the might of your army. You used to hear that phrase, not by might, more by power. It was they were not talking about physical strength, they were talking about not by the might of an army, not by this the, the force of the army, but by the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God said, Don't number them. And the day David now said, Ah, I will number them. The Bible said, and Satan provoked David to number Israel. And God was angry with him. 
Why did he provoke him? Knowing that the moment he numbers them, he has moved from the spirit to walk in the flesh. Hallelujah. He has moved from works of corresponding action to works of human effort. Amen. Am I communicating? Alright, so you find that most of us believers, that's the area we're always having the challenge. We say, I have done this thing. I don't know why it's not working. If it's not working, it's obvious that it's human effort. Amen. It's obvious. You say, ah, oh, I must get married. Then they say, these are the things you will do. And don't misunderstand the point. The things they are telling you to do, they are not wrong. Amen. They are not wrong things. They say, these are the things you have to do. Then you start doing them. You say, okay, now take good care of yourself. Make sure you are friendly. You are laughing with everybody. Make sure they tell you all those kind of things. You do all those things. Last year that you were not friendly, three people asked your hand in marriage. This year, nobody. Why? Human efforts. Praise God. It is that same human effort that makes that you see unbelievers doing something, they will not say that's the reigning business. A believer will carry his money and go and invest. He's the only one that will not make money. Have you not seen those kind of things? Human efforts. So, what is corresponding action? Corresponding action is that the same thing that this man did in human efforts is the same thing that we do. But the reason, the motivation is different. Hallelujah. Okay, let's say they told you that if you stand here, so so will happen in your business or in your life. But you not came to stand. Let me see now. You stand. Human efforts, it won't produce results. But now, for the believer, what makes it corresponding action is that he was praying. And then either he was inspired by a Rema word or he read a scripture that said, when you stand there, it will work for you. Then the reason why he's going to stand there is because the word of God said so. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? Now, that action is not human effort. It is an action based on his faith in God's word. So it is a corresponding action to what he has believed. Amen. So he comes to stand here and say, Lord, I'm doing what you said I should do. And then he will have results. Amen. Are you getting the points? See, that is looking like it's so close, but they're so wide apart. Now I need you to access yourself. We've come to the end of the first quarter. Have you been making, taking steps based on human effort or corresponding action? Hello? Is it corresponding action? Some believers say, ah, they, I hear that everybody, Abuja is the place, Abuja is the place, Abuja is the place. You will now go to Abuja too. You will stay there two years, you have not even gotten one contract. Are you with me? Yeah, nothing will happen. You will be wondering, ah, why? What's happening? Because you went by 
human effort. The works of the flesh. Hallelujah. While this other person is responding to the promptings of the Spirit. Amen. Am I communicating? Because the truth is, some of us don't even know that when we are in faith for something, there is a corresponding action that we are supposed to take. But you know something about corresponding action? You cannot use your head to figure it out. It has to be bettered by the spirits. Amen. Let me give an example. Here you are, you say, oh, I'm believing God for a car. Alright? I'm believing God for a car. And then, You've never owned a car before. You're believing God for a car. And then you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you've done the part of what things ever you desire when you pray. You know the specific thing you're praying for. You say, Father, I'm asking that you give me, and you describe the car, you even describe the color. Amen. Now, what next? What I'm sharing with you is what I've titled, After the Lights. Amen. The word has come. What next? That's always the challenge. What next? So, you see the fellow, he has prayed. Then he says, God will bring the car whenever he wants to bring the car. Yes, the how, the how is something you should never question. Because God will not do the thing how you want it. He will do it how he wants it. But the problem always is not how. The problem is, okay, am I, is my action or are my actions corresponding with what I have believed? Amen. That's the area that I will keep focusing my attention on. This thing I want to do now, does it line up with what I have believed? That's why you see, when we are in faith, we need to learn how to focus. Hallelujah. Especially if you just started the faith life and started living the faith life. Not too long ago. You might not have the ability to be able to be in faith for 10 things at the same time. Because you're just learning. Amen. So you learn how to be in faith for one thing per time. A time will come where you'll be able to carry two at the same time. After a while you'll be able to carry three things on your faith at the same time. After a while you'll be carrying 10 things on your faith at the same time. Am I communicating? Just like a child. You know. If you tell a child, give child three instructions at once. He might not be able to carry it out. But as they grow older, you can tell them four things at the same time. Amen. If you tell a small child, maybe two or three years old, you say, um, take this and keep there. They will take it and keep. You now say, um, take it and keep there, then go and bring the mop and mop this place. Then after arrange this place, you have confused the child. Because the child's level of comprehension or understanding cannot carry more than maybe one or two things at the same time. In the same way, some of us, our faith cannot carry two, three, four, five things at the same time. Praise God. Because we're still developing our faith. So we need to learn how to focus our faith one thing per time. And so it gives you time to actually be looking and checking. You know, just like someone that has bought a new gadget. If you, if you, if you got a new, um, uh, maybe TV set or, uh, or, 
um, a computer and you already know you've been using computers, you might not really read the manual, except you get stuck somewhere. You just say, oh, what am I supposed to do? Okay. But if that's your first time you are using that appliance, you actually have to have the manual beside you. They say, okay, maybe they gave it to you unassembled. Alright? And then you are supposed to assemble it. Praise God. And then when you get home, you bring out the diagram. Is that not so? Then they'll say, um, first thing, bring out the base. The base. You say, where's the, where's the base? Where's the base? You now set up the base. Uh-huh. Then, uh, after that, what? You uh, put the, uh, um, whatever, the table on it. Okay? Then you bring out the um, um, TV set. Then you screw here. And you screw there. You follow the example. But if someone had used that appliance before, he doesn't have to read the manual. As he, he can even decide first to bring out the TV first. Because he knows what he's doing. Praise God. Am I communicating? So we need to learn how to focus our faith. And then you're asking yourself, this corresponding action now. Okay, I'm believing God for a car. I use that example. You say you're believing God for a car. And then... Why do we pray in tongues? You see, some believers don't understand. Some of you think praying in tongues is just so that when you pray in tongues, the devil will not be far from you. It's, praying in tongues sometimes is not even about the devil. Amen. It's not even about the devil. It's not about shooting bomb in the spirit or releasing. Sometimes that's not what it's about. Sometimes praying in tongues is about you. Hallelujah. It's about realigning your heart and your spirit with what God is trying to communicate to you at that time. Getting you in tune with the now word, the now word. So here you are now. Listen, someone you are believing God for a car. You know what happens when you see somebody that says he's in faith, and then after a long period of time, that thing which is supposed to be a simple thing that is in faith for is not manifesting. Is you we come back to the area of corresponding action. You know, sometimes we share testimonies and um, because of time, when we're sharing the testimonies, we are not able to give some details of what or how some of the testimonies occurred. Hallelujah. But in the testimonies, you will find that the leading of the Spirit is also part of the faith process. Amen. Did you hear what I said? It's part of the faith process. That's why you see that anybody that is not submissive to the leading of the Spirit in his life will always have things they are believing God for that never get to happen. Why? Because you cannot have a perfect life of faith without a working fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Are you understanding me? I want to give you a good illustration that will help you. Okay, let's use this church building for an example. When we, are, when we, when we came to this place, you know, um, we, had, we were somewhere down the road and then we had to come this way. When we saw the place and said, okay, we're moving here, it was a swamp 
you know, just messed up. Like, oh God, how are we going to start? Then we started praying. We started praying. And then, the first thing we could do was to set up a canopy on the road. And we had a canopy there, and we started having meetings. Then, we needed to develop the area. We first had to sand feel. Praise God. Glory to God. Let's, let me, we first cleared the place. Then we started sand feeling. Praise God. Now, there were two issues. One was that we had to make a down payment for the place, you know, to the owner of the property before we start the work. So, we're like, okay, just give us some time. We didn't give a definite date. Okay, we've heard, but we were holding our meetings out there, holding our meetings out there. Then we started praying and said, Father, we're believing for the amount of money to make the payment, so, so, and so, and so, and so. Then the fellow now came later. Look at miracle. He said, well, you can start what you want to do uh, as long as you pay me within this period. He said, okay, no problem. But what he failed to understand was that if we could start, we would also have paid you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? If we could start, we would have as well paid you. Then, at that point, we are confessing, Father, I thank you for the amount. When we were believing for this amount, thank you for this amount of money. We receive it, we receive it by faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this amount of money. We receive it by faith in the name of Jesus. That's the confession. But what's the working of the spirits? Let me tell you. At that same time, we needed funds, major funds, first to pay and second to start immediately. That's when I was sharing with you how a, a certain government agency was trying to give me uh, some kind of arrangement that didn't line up with what we were supposed to do. And it was really a temptation. But we did not receive it. But as I was praying, the seed of what to do, that's the corresponding action, dropped in my spirit. Amen. Now, if I missed the time that seed dropped, maybe we will not have still built it now. Are you understanding me? Yes. The seed of what to do, that corresponding action, it's not by following, this person did this one like this. this person, there has to be your own specific corresponding action that lines up with what you are believing for. Hallelujah. You see, corresponding action is customized to you. Amen. And then what was it? Then I had two vehicles. I had a 190 and I had this um, Toyota Corolla. I don't know what year the model is again. So, the seed that dropped was so this car. 
You know what came to my mind? Why did this not never occur to me? Because it was not a mental thing. It was a spiritual thing. Hallelujah. That's what dropped in my spirit. So this car. And to prove to you that it was of God, in a matter of days, the car was sold. You don't just sell a car like that. You understand that? Days. And then when I received the amount of money for the car, that was the first bulk money that was put into this work. And the moment, listen, the moment I put that money, all the other money came to meet it. That money was the money that will attract others. Amen. Praise God. Am I communicating? Sometimes we are in faith for something. All we are waiting for is the corresponding action. Okay, I prayed. What am I supposed to do next? The mistake sometimes we make is that we go out in the flesh and start doing many things. And then we even mess up what we said we are prayed about. Amen. Are you with me? And there are two, two extremes. One extreme is, I have prayed. Then now, heaven helps those who help themselves. So, since I have prayed, I will go out and do everything within my power to make sure that that thing I prayed for happens. That's the wrongest. That's wrong. Because when you do like that, you will step out in the flesh. The second extreme, the second wrong part is the other end. Where you now say, I have prayed. I'm not going to do anything again. I'm just waiting. Whenever God wants to show up, He will show up. That's a wrong part again. Why? See, when God has spoken to you about something, there's another word that is going to come again. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, after the lights. Now, let's go back to my scripture. Isaiah 60. Now you understand it. Isaiah 60 said, Arise, shine. Some of us don't understand that arise, shine. He is talking about a sequence. Amen. Arise, then you will shine. It's just like saying, step out, you will win. Amen. But the stepping out or the arising will not happen until your light has come. Hallelujah. So he said, arise, shine, for thy light is come. The reason why you are arising is because of the light that has come. The arising is after the light. Amen. Am I communicating? The arising is not before the light. We have a lot of believers that are rising when light has not come. Amen. Just jump out, start the business. Jump out, start the relationship. Jump out, start the something. Then you crash. You can't shine. Amen. Because that arising is self-effort. It's not a corresponding action. But the arising is supposed to be corresponding action. God's word has come. Because of that, I am doing what I'm doing. Amen. Am I communicating today? Sometimes the reason why we delay certain things is because the light has not come. God's word has not come. We know that ah, this year I would like to this year I would like to do so, so and so. But now I'm waiting for the light to come. The light is the revelation. 
Remember the Bible said the entrance of his word gives light. Amen. Listen, the Christian is designed to live from inside out. Not from outside in. He's supposed to live from inside out. He produces from here. Glory to God. That's why most of the time, when we start something, I didn't start from inside. I didn't say here, I said here. Here is different. Here is deeper than here. Here is spirit. Here is mind. Amen. Are you understanding me? What out of our belly shall flow, hallelujah, rivers of living water. Out of our innermost being. The Bible said in Proverbs 20 verse 27. He said, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, lightening the inward parts of the belly. Hallelujah. Meaning that God enlightens us from our spirits. Hey. How I wish you understand and catch what I'm saying. Why do you think in the Old Testament, you see, nothing will happen until then you hear where the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, because they were waiting for the lights. Amen. That's what they were waiting for. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying. Then later you now hear, it came to pass. There are two phrases you always see in the prophets. And the word of the Lord came unto me. Later you hear, and it came to pass. The reason why some of you, it doesn't come to pass, is because you didn't wait for the word of the Lord to come unto you. The light didn't come. If the light doesn't come and you arise, you will not shine. That's what it means when the Bible says that it is vain to wake up early. It is vain. What was saying? What was saying? It said, except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. That's what it was talking about. Hallelujah. So when you rise on your own, you can't shine. You need to rise after the light. Stay in Rise after the lights. Wait for the lights. Even study God's word. The Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth was that form and void, and that came upon the face of the earth, and the Spirit of God moved. And God said, Until light came, creation could not begin. Hallelujah. Creation begins after the light has come. Amen. Am I communicating? So, it was when he said, Let there be light, and there was light. Then the next thing started. He said, Then God separated the light from the darkness, and then at the evening and the morning was the first day. Hallelujah. Did you see that? That's what the scripture said. So, you mean that the lights, what, what, what is that light? The lights, see, if we're following the principle of light, we'll call it light. If we're following the principle of seed, we'll call it seed. But the point is that the light is actually the totality of that thing that has come to your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You understand that? It could be that you want to build a, a big facility. The light, it comes first as light to your spirits. Amen. Then when you arise, that light that was in your spirits is now manifested on the outside. Amen. And at the same time, you need to, you need to allow that light to guide you rather than you controlling the light. The light guides you. Amen. Go this way. Now, no, do it like this. Now, then do it like this. Now, then do it like this. That's why sometimes you see some people that are believing God for an amount of money. You say, I'm believing God for a million. Then you receive, one day you went somewhere, and then someone gave you 10,000 naira. If you follow the light in your spirit, you might hear the Spirit of God telling you, so the 10,000. You say, no, I have some things to do. I have some things. You say, no, no, this is not what you are believing for. You are believing for a million. So the 10,000 again. Now, if you don't follow that light, 
you will truncate the process. Are you understanding me? Then you'll be wondering, but I prayed for one million. Why didn't he come? He didn't come because you truncated the process. The 10,000 was to lead to the next thing that will lead to the next thing. Are you understanding me? That will produce the million. Amen. Amen. When in the Old Testament, Saul met Samuel the prophet. Samuel now told him specific things. He said, as you are going, there shall a man meet you. And he will be with three loaves. He will give you two. He said, then after that you will meet a company of prophets. Why was he telling you what and what he will meet? The light has come that you are blessed. But he now said now, but for the manifestation of it, the full manifestation of it, you have to do this, you, you have to meet this, then after this, then this, after this, then that. Then at the end he now said, do after that, do as occasion serves thee. Amen. Hello. I don't know if this one got see. Put up that um um what's his name now? Saul's uh, story. Let's see from First Samuel. Um, yep. Give me verse. Just keep scrolling down. I'll tell you where to stop. Good. Give me verse one. Again. Then Samuel took the vial of oil and poured it upon his head. He's talking about Saul. And kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord had anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? So the word has been given to him. Alright? And he has been anointed. Now, when thou art departed from me today, look, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre, that's like a tomb, in the body of Benjamin at Zerzah. And they will say unto thee, the asses that thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, your father left the care of the asses and sorrowed for you. Saying, what shall I do for my son? This is the first thing that will happen. He said, after you leave me, this is the first thing that will happen. You meet two men that have found the donkeys that your father is looking for. The next thing. Then, listen oh, Are you seeing how light is guiding you? Amen. This guy, now is, what they are telling him is that, allow this light to guide you. Amen. He now said, then... That means the next thing. Shall thou go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor. It's as good as telling him where to go. Amen. Are you understanding me? Thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to God, to Bethel. One carrying three kids. That's lambs, not human beings. Alright? And another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. Specific. Next verse. And they, shall, they will salute you. Amen. And give you two loaves of bread. Which you shall receive of their hands. Amen. Are you seeing how the light was guiding him? Are you seeing how the light was guiding him? Now it's the same way in which you say, Oh, God spoke to me that this year I'm going to start a business. That's the first light. You have to allow the light to guide you. Now, what, what's the next thing you are supposed to do? That same light that came. The next information is also available to tell you what the next thing is to do. Amen. Am I communicating? Then, he now said, After that, again, another after that, Thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines, and it shall come to pass, that when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets, coming down from the high place, with a psaltery and a tablet and a pipe and a harp, before them, and they shall prophesy. 
Hallelujah. Are you seeing the light? Okay. Look at another level now. It says, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. <laughs> Meaning that, see, if he doesn't follow this light, he will not need, he will not meet the next empowerment. Are you hearing me? If he doesn't follow this light, he will not meet the next empowerment. The next empowerment that will help him fulfill God's plan for his life. At the beginning of the year, 31st, 1931st, I was teaching you and I said there are several empowerments a believer needs to fulfill destiny. Amen. So, when you got the first one, there is the next empowerment. Hallelujah. For different projects in your life. And if you don't follow the guidance of that light within you, you could miss it. So, he said, when you get to that point now, after step 1, 2, 3, this is the next thing that will happen. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. I'm reading First Samuel 10, verse 6. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and this a transformation will take place, and shall be turned into another man. Some of the time, the light has to guide you to the process of your own transformation before there will be a manifestation. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? So, look at it here. He said, now you shall be turned into another man. Meaning that this light will... Because if this turning into another man, if this transformation does not occur, you cannot be crowned king. Amen. Some of you are believing for crowning this year. This is it. That light that has come, it will guide you. It will guide you. Amen. Glory to God. There are some strange, there are some places, it might even send you to some difficult places. But the essence of it is to transform, hallelujah, to transform you. Because the transformation is part of the miracle. Amen. You remember Jacob? Jacob received the blessing. And then he was afraid that his brother was going to harm him and he took off. And then one time, he was in a strange place. You can find that between Genesis 30 to Genesis chapter, chapter 32. He was in a strange place, but just hold here. He was in a strange place, and all of a sudden, what happened? He had an encounter. Praise God. And he saw a man at night, which was an angel. Hallelujah. Not just an ordinary angel, the angel of God's presence himself. Hallelujah. And then, the Bible says he wrestled with him all night until his uh, hip bone was dislocated. That transformation needed to occur in his life for the next level. Amen. Am I communicating? So, he, as he was following the light, it led him to the place where he had to experience a transformation. And that's why, when you follow the guidance of that light... Habits in your life will be dropping off. Hallelujah. That's why when you see believers that still have those habits, it's because they are not following the guidance of the light. As you follow the guidance of the light, oh, you used to drink alcohol before it will drop. You used to do this before it will drop. It will just keep dropping because the transformation is part of the miracle. Amen. Then look at that part. It says, and shall be turned into another man. Say it. And shall be turned into another man. Say it again. And shall be turned into another man. Now imagine this fellow missing this point. Let's assume he went to the first step. He saw the two men. The two men that told him that his father is looking for him. He's no more looking for that found the donkeys. You know, because it was donkey he was looking for that led him to go and meet Samuel. Amen. Now, 
Then, then he missed the second step. The second step was that he was going to meet three men, and when he meets the three men, they will give him. Uh, they will be with three loaves. They will be with three um, 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 lambs or wherever, and then they will be with a bottle of wine. Then the next step, he will meet a company of prophets. What if he met one and two, and he missed the third one? Amen. Amen. You see, I, I know the man of God said like that too, but I beg, I, I want to go home. But they have given you the lights, the paths, the paths, the paths to follow. Amen. And he was just a step away from transformation. Glory to God. Are we together? We were just a step away from transformation. Sometimes when I share these things, I know that some people don't understand it. Now, before now, I didn't, I've been preaching the gospel. I've been around believers, I've been around Christians, I've been around ministers of the gospel for the most part of my conscious life. Amen. So, when I started walking with God, I, I, can, I was already preaching, I was already being, a, I was a blessing already as a Christian. But I knew that there was a dimension of God's power that makes all the difference. Hallelujah. There was a depth in God at that time in my life, I believed that I had not yet struck. So, we were preparing for a meeting in 1998, and I began to pray. Every time I would go there and I would be praying, there's a place we used to call the hole, I would go there and I would be praying. I will go there and I will be praying. I will go there and I will be praying. I will go there and I will be praying. It was making me feel like, what, what you are experiencing is all. There's nothing more. But in my spirit, as I was following the guidance of the light in my spirit, the light was leading me that there's a depth. There's a depth. There's a depth. So, the light was leading me to keep praying. Amen. To keep going to that place to pray. Then one day, 3rd of April 1998, I was praying. In the realm of the spirit, I was praying. I've almost stopped. I said, let me go back. It's okay. I've tried. Then I broke into a dimension of God's power. Hallelujah. It was like falling into something. I broke into it. I shouted, this is it. Glory to God. My life from that point was different. Now, I always ask myself, what if I didn't follow that light that was guiding me, pushing me, leading me to go on and go on? Hallelujah. Praise God. I would have stopped at the point. And if you've never seen it, you will not know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And then, because the light had come, I had to arise. And then there was a shining. Amen. Amen. That same night, we had an all night. It was a combined meeting with other people. And having, I didn't tell anybody what happened to me. I came and I was leading worship in the meeting. And testimonies abounded. Uh, the testimonies among the people said, We saw, as our eyes were open, liquid fire. Falling like rain upon the people. Glory to God. And while worship was going on, all manner of healings and miracles were taking place. Are you understanding me? Why? Something had happened. Amen. Are you understanding me? See, in the realm of the spirit, when you strike it, you don't have to explain it. Amen. Are you understanding me? You don't have to explain it. It explains itself. It explains itself. When you strike it, you don't have to explain it. It will show. Praise God. Are you understanding me? It will show. You don't have to explain it. See, in the realm of spirit, 
today I was talking to my wife and I was telling her something before she went for service. I said, I was just praying and I was just praying. And the Spirit of God brought my spirit to something. Um, um, I, I won't say here now. So, while my mind came to that, you know, it first was in my spirit. Then I started thinking about what dropped in my heart. It now made me go back and pick my diary of 2003. So as I was was looking through it, I saw what I was looking for. Amen. Are you understanding me? Then after seeing what I was looking for, I just started looking through the diary again. Then I saw something. I saw something I wrote down when I was doing a study on a particular scripture. And I wrote, the conclusion of the matter is, this, this, that, 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 2003. Then, I picked my diary of 2012. And I was studying and came to that same kind of scripture. And I arrived at the same conclusion. Are you understanding me? So, when I was comparing the two things, the statements were exactly the same. 2003 and 2012. It means that in the realm of the Spirit, things are so precise. If 1 plus 1 is 2 in River State, 1 plus 1 is 2 in Medugri. Are you understanding me? That's why in the realm of when you strike it, you have struck it. Amen. It's yours. And then I was saying, I was telling her, I said, can you imagine exact word for word? Now, when I was studying in 2012, I didn't remember that I studied it in 2003. Are you understanding me? I was just doing my own study. And I wrote out something, arrived at something. Now, I flip through 2003, and I see that when I studied also, I came to that place, I arrived at the same answer. Praise God. When you learn to give birth to things from your spirit, let me tell you what happens. Now, over the years, I write a lot, so I have a lot of materials and things I've written and kept. It only makes me understand that this thing was produced from the Spirit. Or this was produced from the Spirit. This was produced from the Spirit. Let me tell you how. You see, in 2001 I could be praying and something could drop my heart. I would write it down, close it and forget it. Eh? I might even be confessing. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I, I believe for, um, let's suppose, I believe for a white shirt. I believe for a white shirt. I believe for a white shirt. I believe, then I forget about it. Do you know that? Years later, if that thing was of the Spirit... Whether I've forgotten about it or not, I've already created it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It will come. It will come to pass. So, looking through those old notes, and I saw things that I was believing God for, and ah, I say, this one, ah, this one happened. So, this one happened. This, ah, this one, ah, all of these ones have already happened. In my mind, I was not thinking about it again. Amen. Are you understanding me? It's not I was calculating, it must happen, it must happen. But it has happened. I I was seeing when um, we started the blueprint for our TV ministry. And the 2003. And I wrote there, in 2003... Every Saturday morning, across, I just wrote, wrote, wrote. This is what we, that was written in 2003, is what we are doing now. Amen. 
Because it's spiritual. It has formed in our spirit. Amen. Hello. Praise God. The route you will follow to achieve it might change. But the core, the crux of the matter, the thing, the substance of it will not change. Amen. Praise God. I said praise God. I said praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, after the lights. Okay. So, he said he was turned. He was transformed to another man. Then, look at the next thing. Yes. This is where I want to stop. Then, this is the prophet talking. He said, and let it be. When these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. Meaning that after this time, you cannot do any other thing you want to do. Amen. Amen. Because if these things happen, it means that, it has, that you have reached the full manifestation. Amen. I, I hope you are understanding me. Am I, am I talking to you? I, is your spirit receiving what I am sharing with you? Are you receiving it? He said, after that, do as occasion serves thee. But some of us don't know that after the light, we need to wait to follow the guidance of that light that has come. Amen. And that's what now provokes. Those things you do are corresponding action. You are, you are responding to the word that has come to your spirit. And corresponding action, I said, is customized. I said it's customized to you. What the Holy Ghost might tell me to do. I gave you an example. I was in America. And then um, I I had this, my MasterCard from one of the Nigerian banks that was not working. For whatever reason. And if it doesn't work, then I will will likely be stranded. And then one moment I'll say, oh Lord, no way. These kind of things don't happen to me. Now, these kind of things don't happen to me. I used to hear people say, I, was, I dressed up as I was just coming out from the house. Then someone asked, splash water on me. I had to go back home. Those kinds of things don't happen to me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, when I said, these kinds of things don't happen to me. I said, these kinds of things don't happen to me. Now, I'm in faith for a miracle. Are you understanding me? Concerning how God will provide in a country that I don't live in. Praise God. But I have to follow the lights. Then, sometimes I'll be on my own. I'll just be praying in tongues. Just be praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Every day I spend cash on me. It's just like, dun dun. You're getting closer to the calamity. You understand that? Because if I spend all the cash in my hand, then I will not be left with all that is in the card and the card is not working. Then all of a sudden, the seed of the corresponding action drops in my heart. Amen. What am I supposed to do? Now, I went for a program. Sitting there at the minister's session, Reverend Dollar was speaking. And then the corresponding action comes. The last amount of money that is remaining that can sustain you for this number of days, go and sow it to Dr. Reverend Dollar. Ah. Are you understanding me? It has to be God. But that's the corresponding action for the miracle. Now, let me even prove to you. Human effort. Let me tell you human effort that was going on at the same time. The moment I tried the card the first time, it didn't work. Tried the card the second time, it didn't work. Ah! 
I had to reach out to my wife. She was back in Nigeria. And I called and said, look at what's happening to the card. We have to do something. So he said, well, what should we do? I said, um, I have this other account. So what, transfer money to this account for me so that I'll be able to do this, I'll be able to do that. She said, okay. And some of you will not understand how this circumstance was very, very complex. How complex it was. Because I cannot really explain all the details to you. But let me just say this. I didn't have a phone, a, a, a GSM phone, because in America there, I couldn't get access to pay-as-you-go phones. I only had the, um, what do you call them, contract lines. Alright? So, I didn't have a contract line in America. So, the phone I came with, I loaded it in London. I bought the recharge card in London, and the um, the what do you call it now? The phone company is in London. They are not in America. So it's the credit that is remaining that I took to America that I'm using to make calls. The moment it finishes, I cannot load it again. I don't understand me. So that one was finishing. Anytime I call my wife, I'll check. <laughs> it's finishing. Anytime I call my wife, it's finished. You understand that? So on the human angle, it was like call her to do this, to do this, to do that. She actually tried. She went. Now, the problem was that I had an account here that they said she cannot withdraw money from it except I send so, 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 so. So I had to call them, talk like this, do like this, uh, scan something, sign something, blah, blah, blah. Long story. Do you know to prove to you that God wanted to show himself mighty? She succeeded in transferring some money to an account in the U.S. for me. When I went to the bank and I told them to check my account that money should, is supposed to have dropped so that we withdraw cash and be using since my card was not working. They checked and said, there's no money. So I said, no, there's no how, there'll be no money. The lady said, there's no money. She turned the listening to me and said, there's no money. So I left. Now, I had no other option. I knew that God had to show up. Amen. It was that night that the Spirit of God said, corresponding action, drop the seed for Dr. Creflo Dollar. So Creflo was ministering. I was contemplating. I said, ah. When I picture dropping the seed, the first picture that was coming to my mind was me going to the embassy to explain myself. And the point is that I can't go even to the Nigerian embassy because I didn't go as a Nigerian. So I have to go to the other embassy and tell them, um, actually a citizen of so, 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 I'm stranded here. And then, you know, that's the picture that was coming to my mind. So I had to address that first. Then I stood and went and showed the seed to the man of God. That was the corresponding action. Amen. Are you understanding me? That was it. From that moment, I don't know how to explain it. The miracle started happening. I got back to my hotel room and then I received that phone call that cleared the hotel bills first. The next day, a woman I don't know was passing squeezed dollar notes and put in my hand, an American lady, I don't know her. After that, I was sharing the testimony with the people that were picking, uh, were, were dropping me uh, at the venue and bringing me back. I was just sharing with them. 
And I look at what happened. They say, ah, if everybody is giving you money, we will not be left out. All of them say, sowing seed. <laughs> I said, God is working. When I was about to leave the US back to London, I now went back to check. And you know what? I said, ah, ah. They sent money some days back. Some, it's almost a week now. A week back. So, so they said, no, it's no money. Then it just dawned on me. I said, ah, there's a savings and the currency. Check the savings. They checked the savings. The money was there since. They paid it into the savings account and they paid it into the current account. Hello. <laughs> Your God is a mighty God. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. It has been there since. Check the date. It was there. The first day I went, it was there. Praise God. The corresponding action. The seed. That was the light that came. Praise God. And when the light came, I arose. Amen. Don't try to arise when your light has not come. When your word has not come. If it takes you six months for that word to come, wait. Because the signing might be 60 seconds. But when you jump out in 60 seconds to arise when there is no light, the shining after six months will still not show. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? Yes. Looking back, I keep remembering moments. Moments where light came and then we arose and then we shone. Hallelujah. I believe that this word is coming for your next quarter. Amen. I believe this word is coming for quarter two in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now let's say the right way. Order. The order should be put in is tell your neighbor first of all. Wait for your light. Then arise. And you will shine. Tell anybody, wait for your light. Then arise. And you will shine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, you know, in the Old Testament, they will say, I am waiting for what the Lord will say to me. For when He will speak, He will speak peace. Amen. Put up Habakkuk 2. Let me just end with that one. Habakkuk 2, let's look at verse 1. In Habakkuk 2, that's where the Bible says the vision uh, uh, will, will come to pass, you know, at the appointed time. Look at what the man said here. This is how the whole thing started. This was the prophet saying, I will stand upon my watch. That means he's waiting for something. And set me upon the tower. Now for you, it's like a time of prayer that you have set apart for yourself. A time where you are waiting for what God has to say. Hallelujah. Then he said, and will watch to see what he will say unto me. Hey, glory to God. Watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. That's when I am corrected. Amen. 
Because the reason is that there's something that I'm not doing right. Amen. So I'm waiting for that word to come. I'm waiting for that light to come. So that I can arise. Then you now see in verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. So he had to wait for that word. Amen. Because he waited, the Lord answered, write the vision. It was after this word that the man arose. Hallelujah. Why are believers falling? Because they are rising when their light has not come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. We are going to be praying in a short while. This will be the most powerful prayer you've prayed in 30 minutes. Amen. And some of you need light in your finances. Some of you need light for your relationship. Some of you need light for your business. Some of you need light for the next step you should take in life. Now, I'm not saying that if you pray now, the light will come now. But you see something about prayer. See, why? Oh, labasike pratozo. The thing about prayer sometimes, we need to understand is that. There are times where God knows that you are not ready to hear what he has to say. Hello? A man of God said something, I really learned a lot from it. He was talking about how Saul, sorry, Samuel the prophet, went to the house of Jesse. Jesse is the father of David the king. And when he got to Jesse's house, God told him, go there, I have a king amongst the sons of Jesse. Have you ever thought of the fact that God didn't tell him the name of the king before he got there? Hello? So, this minister was saying that God didn't tell Samuel the name of the king before he got there. So, the light he had was that the king is in that house. So, he has to get to the house first. Corresponding action. Amen. Then he will know the next thing when he gets to the house. Praise God. So, he got to the house and then he said, as he was standing, the first son came out earlier. And he said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. The guy looked like a king. Hallelujah. He looked like a king. He walked like a king. But God said, it's not him. No, it's not the one. They brought the second one. He said, it's not the one. They brought the next one. He said, it's not the one. Praise God. And they brought all the sons. Why did God not just say, he's not in the house? <laughs> Amen. Why did God wait for all of them to pass? In my little understanding of God's word and the moves of God's spirit, even Samuel had a preconceived idea of who the king should be. So until he gave up, God now spoke to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because here he said, it should be this guy, it should be this guy. It should be this guy, it should be this guy. It should be this guy, it should be this guy. Until you now say, ah, I don't know again, no. <laughs> then he's ready to listen. Some of you are not yet ready to listen. Amen. That's why that light has not come. 
So you will keep praying. And while you are praying, God will be working on your heart. Hallelujah. He will be working on your heart. He will be working on your thoughts until you are set for that light to drop. Amen. It's just like how God's word tells us that before the seed is planted, the ground is supposed to be tilled. If the ground is not ready and you plant that seed, it will not see produce fruit. So the tilling of the ground is like the preparation of your heart for the seed to drop. Amen. Am I communicating? So he said, but the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. I'm reading First Samuel 6, verse 7, 16, verse 7. Because I have refused him. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. But God had to correct Samuel while he was there. Meaning Samuel came with an idea of who the king should be. Perhaps you came with an idea of how God would do it. Amen. You are still praying with an idea of how you want him to do it. He will wait until your mind is quiet. Have you not heard the scripture? Be still. It's until you are still you will not know he is God. Hallelujah. He will show his mighty power when you become still. If it takes you one month to be still, if it takes you six months to be still, if it, if it takes you one year to be still, that word will be waiting. That life will not come until you are still. Let's rise to our feet this evening. That happens to me too. These things I'm sharing with you. There are times where I'm going to speak in a meeting. And then, I, I, you know, maybe the meeting is one, uh, one month away or three weeks away. And I'm concerned about, ah, well, Lord, what do you want me to Because I'm always concerned about sharing what God wants me to share. I have read the Bible, Genesis, and Revelation on countable times. So I can produce a message anytime. But what I'm concerned about is what, God does, what does God want to tell those people? That's where the work is. If it's just to preach, that's not work. Amen. What does God want to say to those people? And God can keep you waiting. Amen. He can keep you waiting. And then, one month to the time, I'm already like, Oh Lord, what do you want to share with them? Normally, my mind will start working. Maybe my mind is walking and saying, what did they even title the program? Oh, they've titled it uh, Holy Ghost Miracle Nights. Then I say, ah, okay, Holy Ghost Miracle Nights. Oh, so what, what, what are they even expecting? As long as I'm doing that, I will not hear God's voice concerning what He wants to do. Amen. Are you understanding me? As long as I'm doing And He will allow me to do that for as long as I will be doing it. I'll be going out. Well, maybe it's a place where I've never been to before. I'll say, where's the place, Seb? How long have they been? I want to know more about them. While I'm doing that, the light will not come. Amen. Then it will not come to me. Hey, it's getting close to the time. Oh, God has spoken. Amen. Then I say, oh, well, I was busy thinking of what the program would be like. Then I switch off. I say, well, whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord, what do you want to do? At that moment, then the word comes. Amen. Share along these lines. Praise God. What has happened? I have become still. I have become still. Then God shows up. Hallelujah. I used to say this way. God will start when you stop. But you two you are busy. You are calculating. You are calculating. You are figuring out. You are even trying to box God. God pass here. Pass. No. No. Make sure you enter through this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Then he will be here to be waiting for you until you relax. Amen. When you stop, it will now start. I want you to begin to talk to God first of all and say, Father, in any area of my life where light is supposed to come, that I have been busy, consumed with self-effort, human effort, I begin to speak to my mind and speak to my consciousness to be still. I speak stillness to my mind. I speak stillness to my thoughts. The thoughts of anxiety, thoughts of fear that have been troubling me, I speak to myself. That's the first thing you want me to pray about. Oh Lord, I give you praise. Masha kibrados antalabale, mandala barus ke prondos jike pratosa, lavando lebos jike pratonde lebos sole bradese, mandeli prandos jike pratoso libarando bose, lavarunde bos jike pratalle lebos salabalegede, mandeli brodos jike pratos salabalegede. Mandele brodo saka proto sala balegedegede. Labrando le boshu ke prato sala bahale bosho. Lebrando le bosha tala balegebonda la gebosha. La habos ke prato sali balegedeya. La mandele boshu le brande le bosha tala balegede. Le baron de boshu ke prato so li baraba balegede. La bande le boshu ke prato so le baraba bandelegedeya. I refuse to be anxious about that. I refuse to be anxious about my relationship. I refuse to be anxious about my business. I refuse to be anxious about my career. I refuse to be anxious about my academics. About what 2012 will be like. About the coming years. About marriage. About children. I refuse to be anxious. He says be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God. That peace of God comes because the light has come. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and your minds. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, don't try to tie God to a particular pattern. It only delays your receiving. I was, I could give a recent illustration with my own personal experience. I've preached many meetings in different cities. And uh, you never grow old in waiting for what God has to say. There's no maturity in that one. It's still the same childish way of trust, dependence, and that seeming helplessness. That's what the Bible said, blessed is the poor in spirit. The poor in spirit is the one that's depending solely on God. The one that is saying, Lord, I can't do it on my own. I'm not sufficient of myself. My sufficiency is of you. I was speaking in a conference in Abuja on last December. 
And when I started, I said, ah, that was a big conference, that was a major meeting. And the Lord said to me, don't even bother. As a matter of fact, you will go there and reap where you've not sown. That was the light for that meeting. So, I was not doing anything extra for the meeting. That's, I wanted to do something extra. But if I do something extra, it will be human effort. The corresponding action God gave me was, don't even be saying, oh God, let blind eyes open in the meeting. Let so the sick be healed in the meeting. Let... He said, don't even pray about that. Just go for the meeting. Now that was a difficult thing. Because when I, when I, when I think about the meeting, when I see the flyer of the meeting, you just see, Monogos is from Zaria. This other one from Jaws. You see, there is a hail. All these men of God are coming from different places. <laughs> and then the devil keeps sowing thoughts in my mind. You understand that? I was sharing some things with my wife. The, the last thought that came to my mind was that all the ministers that are coming, they are coming from neighboring cities. They will progress only in Abuja. They are bringing some from Jaws, bringing some for some. You, they are flying you all the way from Port Harcourt. That means they are going to be spending more money on your head than all the other ministers. You had better produce results. <laughs> so, that's pressure. But it's not from God. What the devil is trying to do is the same thing he did to David that provoked him to number the children of Israel. The devil is trying to provoke me to not start praying to do what the Spirit of God said I shouldn't do. Amen. And that will be human efforts and not corresponding action. And those that are close to me know. My wife knows. I was just relaxed. God, I was just confessing that thing he said. I will repay have soon. Uh, uh, I, I bestowed no labor. When I got to the meeting, exactly that's how it happened. Amen. In that meeting, that message I preached, even me, I went back to listen to it because I was wondering. Another minister listened to the message and he said, That's the man I want for my own conference. So I'm going for that one now. Amen. Now, in this other one, I'm not like, oh Lord, so this meeting that is coming now. The Lord said, pray. (laughs) I was like, ah, thank God, Lord. I I, I just started confessing, Lord, I'll repay. He said, no. This meeting. You know what the Lord said to me? Prepare like you have never preached before. I say, hey. (laughs) Glory to God. He said, prepare. Pray. Fast. Study. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you understanding me? So you have to follow the lights. The lights per time. Amen. Now I want you to pray and say, Father, concerning the thing you want me to do, what is the light for now? What is the word for the now? Hallelujah. Open my heart to locate that word for the now. Begin to talk to God right now. Make brosco pataliba rosca paya. Mendelebo shuke pata. Le mandelebo shuke patende legedea. La mandelebo shuke platoso. Rige brondo le baraba balegedeske. Le mantoliba robo shuke prata. Le maraba cole brondo le bacali brodoso. 
Mendele brodo shike prande legedeya, rebaraba barande bo shike prate legedeya, rebaraba baronde bo shike prata lagadeya, rebalaba balaba balogobonde, rebrando le bo shike prateja, rababalonde le bo shike prateya, rababando le bo shike prateja, rabonde gibrodo shike prata, le maraba balonde le bo shike prateya, le barande bo shike prata la balonde, rebaraba balonde le bo sho, le brando le bo shike pratoso. Rababala balende, rebalaba balagabonde le bonjo, le barababa lagadeya, le brando gishke prondo le baragabonde le gadeske. The word for now, it might be different from what God told you yesterday. It might be different from the last strategy you used the other time. In the name of Jesus, Archbishop Benson Daosa, the late Archbishop Benson Daosa, great man of God. When I was in Benin um, for the faith faith seminar, is, is it two weeks ago now? I went to see that place where the man shook the world from. The late Archbishop said he told a story about how one time he was in his house and robbers came, and as the robbers came. They broke into the house. He was sitting in the, uh, he was in the living room also. They broke into the house. Say, is this Archbishop Benson Dawson's house? The light that came at that moment. He said, no. Wait. He now ran into his room and carried Gideon's New Testament Bible. That small one. Carried it. And running and said, this is the house of the lion of the tribe of Judah. The robbers ran, jammed themselves, fell on each other, and escaped. That's miracle. That's miraculous. Of course, you know. Another time, robbers came. As he, this thing, as he woke up, the robbers, the Lord will go to him, jump and run. <laughs> so he opened his window, jumped and ran. Amen. That was the light for that hour. Amen. Are you understanding me? <laughs> that was the light for that hour. The first time he confronted them. The other time the Holy Ghost said, loud and clear, jump and run. <laughs> Glory to God. I'll also sing this song. There's this old song we used to sing. i like to sing this song. And then when we sing this song, we will pray. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith around the world by the power of the Lord.